Pushing Back Chaos with Mel and Mike and Raph. Welcome back to a special Christmas episode of Pushing Back Chaos with me, Melon. We've got Mike and Raph as usual. How are you going, fellas? How are you, Mike? Pretty good, man. I'm doing a lot better. I'm able to walk this week, so it's a Christmas miracle. I felt like Tiny Tim walking around with uh, a, a gangster limp and a stick <laughs> trying to, uh-huh. to freaking get to physical therapy and uh, fix myself, but overall... Pretty good, man. Walking again, pretty active last couple of days, actually. So I'm pretty happy. Uh, good back on your feet just in time for Christmas. How about you, Tio? Where are you right now? You you look like you're somewhere sunny. It looks like a different time zone. <laughs> yeah, I'm chilling in the islands, man. Uh, yeah, Merry, Mother- uh, Merry Christmas. I meant to say that right off the bat. Um, dude, I'm in Honolulu, uh, just kind of chilling out. Came here for work, um, getting ready to, once I'm done, conversing with you guys uh putting my monkey suit on and jetting back to the other side o- over the pond so got some work ahead of me we're legit what three corners on the globe right now it's pretty cool i mean it sounds super amazing and hawaii is just probably the most spectacularly beautiful place i've ever been but it looks a lot like a hotel room and it looks like a man has been sleeping <laughs> before getting back before getting back on a long haul flight back to the mainland no it's it's you know it's funny I would say one of my favorite overnights is actually San Diego for a couple of reasons. I have a lot of friends that live there and tons of good food, but Honolulu is a close second or anything in Hawaii because uh, I, I don't know if you guys know this. I'm sure most people love it too, but I love pokey. Like it's one of my favorite, like, you know, raw fish. It's like real like sashimi grade pokey is, is amazing Two in Hawaii, it's probably one of the best things you can get. And so like when I land, I mean, my mouth just starts salivating, like just thinking about like, fuck, you know, in about six hours, I'm going to be sitting in front of a bowl of, of, uh, of pokey and good vegetables. And so anyways, I got to do that today and I was, I was pretty stoked and walked probably three hours or something, just kind of walking around the beaches and yeah, just hanging out. It's been a good time, but it's, I think I talked about this when I was in Kona, I was like, you know, it's when it hits you like, man, this is awesome. But it would be like a thousand times better if, you know, my friends or family were with me, right? Because you get to share the experience. Like, yeah. Instead, I'm sitting here like an asshole. Yeah. Instead, I'm sitting here like an asshole telling you how good the pokey was. Like, it's just, yeah. yeah. If you're listening to this episode and you're just sitting there, you know, it's Christmas time. Maybe you have snow, maybe you don't. And you're just kind of wondering and you're in the, the Christmas slump a little bit and you just listen to Raph please press pause and just write him a message and be like, kiss my ass. You're complaining you're in Hawaii and, and bragging right now. So please just send him some nice messages. Let him know that uh, he is a uh, ungrateful shitbag. And uh, as he sits there, this guy wakes up in Hawaii. You know, I don't even know what time it is there. Nobody cares either. But it's it's 2 a.m. here on the East Coast. And I wake up to Raph. His shirt's off. And tan looks good, by the way. So you, you must have been out today, but tan looks good. But then I see some nipples and he's got these two tattooed stars on his chest. And I was like, that's what I come online to. I was like, man, Christmas came early. What a gift. It was cool because it was a massive flashback for me because that's exactly what he was wearing the first time I met him. <laughs> like, look, I'm, look, I'm to- like a total Cholo biz lat Latino gangster with a T-shirt that he could have had on was over his shoulder or tucked in the back of his jeans, I think. Tattoos and nipples out in the kitchen. 
<laughs> the basis of all good friendships. Mike's uh, Mike's initial reaction when he saw me, you know, shirtless was uh, he frantically was I could tell he was frantically trying to swipe something on the screen. I, and I thought, you know, he probably thinks he probably left his grinder page on because mm. you, you look surprised. You look like you were like, wait a minute. I thought I. Oh, God. What's what I like? Uh, I put on there in search of, and it wasn't Mexican. It was Mexican vanilla, and that's what I. Defi- <laughs> that's what I define you as is a Mexican vanilla person. So like a like a mochaccino, not necessarily yeah. a like a mocha asshole, but yeah, like a, for- like a latte. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Anyways, but anyway, anyway, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, just, a, just a quick one. If you do want to send Raph a message, do it in the form of a review and let everybody see. It'd be wonderful. Okay, so Christmas, Christmas episode. <clears throat> we have been sort of having a bit of a chat and when this is going to air, I'll be in the air with my family traveling back to Australia to go back and see, you know, Mama McFadden and the, the brothers and the my sister and the all the kids together and it's there's one person in this household anyway who's just mount vesuvius erupting with christmas cheer and that's my daughter annie she's just mental for christmas like will ferrell in elf that's pretty much annie at the moment so we're going to be having just an awesome time we're going to land in melbourne on christmas eve and then it's a big christmas day we sort of do like a big lunch that just keeps going until about midnight just rounds of food and you know so that's going to be our Christmas, you know, and we, we've been talking about what Christmas means to each of us. And, and a, a lot of the time it's um, memories that we've got that are coming up and feelings and, you know, this time of year. And so we thought we'd unpack some of that uh, this week and talk about Christmas memories, why they're important and how they affect us now. So uh, what, what have been your thoughts around this, Mike? Woo. That's a big question, Melon. Uh, leading up to this, you know, this whole month, man, is just always you get off Thanksgiving and then you go back to work for two and a half weeks and then you're right back into Christmas break. And, you know, it's like that whole ramp up and ramp down. And so it's like, man, you know, you get one holiday out of the way in, in a sense, because you're traveling, you're running around, you're trying to find gifts and make dinner time and, you know, all this stuff, man. It's like an extension of work sometimes. Uh, it, it's been a just nonstop planning for me trying to get up and, and finish this past week and, and get on to leave and, and make my plans. And I would be lying if I didn't say I've paused a few times and thought about some of my f- best memories growing up with Christmas time. And what are some of the big ones that stick out and why did I like them so much? Why do I still remember them? And what am I doing about it now? You know, because life's totally different. I'm a grown man and different things have, have transpired, you know, with with family still around, family passing away. Uh, traditions kind of fade away. New ones come in. And I don't know. You know, like, like you said, I think we can maybe bring up a few of our favorites from any time in our life, not just childhood, but maybe some later in life that have the most meaning and, and, and why. And then also too, you know, we were talking about it before this uh, episode kicked off as much good things are coming around right now that we are all laughing about and discussing. There's also some hard things that each one of our families are kind of dealing with and going through. And 
we have to keep in mind that, yeah, the holidays can be a really, really fun and great time and make these new memories. But also, too, man, it's it's some of the worst times for some people. And, you know, I think we've all dealt with that at one point in our life, whether it's maybe you're mourning an empty seat at the table for one reason or another. Uh, Maybe there's uh, some sickness that's going on and maybe you're maybe it's the last one for some of you or someone that, you know, and you're just, you know, the, the hourglass is ticking. I mean, you can go down the list. Maybe it's financial troubles and it's like, I can't give my kids the Christmas that I want to, you know, that's always a, a huge stressor. Uh, so I don't know. I, I think it's just a lot of really good topics that maybe we can, we can scratch the surface on and talk about and, uh, just kind of put them out there, man, you know, because they're all real. We can all relate to them. We can all relate to good times, bad times, stresses around the holidays. But I think it's a, maybe we can discuss where we should be uh, as people, a, as men, uh, during all the chaos of the holidays that it can bring. So, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of my initial thought on it. Oh, I've got such happy memories of childhood with, with uh, um cousins around you know like we'd always get together with my mum's family he's a big family in uh, Melbourne her sisters and brothers and uh it was you know running around with your water pistol squirting each other because in in Australia it's like you know 35 to 40 Celsius which is like 100 Fahrenheit you know in t-shirts and shorts and your you know uncles and aunts and everyone's happy and they're like my early childhood memories and then over here we've had we're really it was really nice to have our Christmases in Saudi, it's the strange thing to say. We had like a big group of families. It was the same every year and we're all really close and their kids and our kids were like, it was this, It was really a very similar feeling of like the same kids, the same people running around and playing and enjoying a big lunch together. But there are also hard memories of Christmas time, you know, like missing as you said my people who aren't there you know it always brings up memories for me of my dad like childhood memories I really changed when I was 11 and then that first Christmas after he was gone there was a lot of sadness and so I know that that is like an undercurrent for people that at that time of year it really comes it can really come home on who's not there and you can have memories of being sad at that time of year as well as memories of being happy and so it's like integrating those and reflecting on them is sort of what we're talking about today. Um, I know probably I'm not the only one where there's also been like family arguments on Christmas day, you know? And so like, that's like a memory too, that's sort of mixed in there. And it's a funny old bucket of feelings and emotions that can come up, you know, Um, why these memories important. Let's, I know that for my kids, he's going to be like this Christmas is going to be one of their memories that they think about, you know? And so like, I know ever like parents really want to try and create a perfect Christmas can be like a thing that people can chase, you know, it can be like a bit of pressure at this time of year people feel and you're like, well, it's not just another day and doing that can put maybe too much pressure for a single day to deliver, you know? And so just being like, well, we're just going to go there have a great meal and see people and it can, it can be what it can be. And we're lucky that we're going to have a bit of time there rather than just one day with family. So I'll be able to work our way through. <laughs> if there are arguments on Christmas day, you know, you've got time to say sorry and sort those things out. But um, yeah, a lot of nostalgia this time of year, right? 
Is that is that sort of similar for you, Graf? You have these sort of, you know, feelings about how how things were and how they are and how you wish they were and happy and sad sort of memories mixed. Yeah. So um, I just listened to you guys talk. You just kind of I was just kind of floating memories, I guess, for myself. Um, same thing. You know, it's interesting. I look back at how poor we really were as a family, like financially, just completely strapped. I mean, how my parents made what they made happen on their on their poultry salary is I mean, it's I look back and I'm I'm just like my jaw drops. Right. It's like absolute just amazement with just how dedicated they were to make sure that we you know always had like this festive meal and um we did manage to go down when i was a lot younger we would actually go down to mexico quite a bit every around december that was kind of like a tradition we would go there's this there's a season in mexico and i'm sure it happens in other central american countries where it's called posadas and it's like this whole week to two week long thing where it's like literally just festivities i mean it starts off at a church there's like a church service but then it ends with like this procession where like it, you end up in like the public square, you know, everyone brings a dish and it turns into music and everyone's shit kicking. And it's, and I, that's literally when I think of my younger days, I think up until about maybe 12 or 13, most of my Chris, Christmases involved something similar like that. Right. I, I, I can still smell the, the smell of fireworks in the air and I can still just taste the food and like see my dad dancing and just like these really, really fond memories. And then, but then just like you guys, the flip side of that is as the older I got it and life started actually, I'll just call it happening with me, especially in uniform, you know, um, I didn't, I didn't specifically lose anybody like on Christmas, but I lost a lot of really good friends around Christmas. Um, like the, the first and most sudden one was John house, right? He died like January 24th or 25th, uh, back in 05. And then, uh, Ryan was another one who, even though, like, you know, I think the last time I physically saw him was at graduating flight school, which was like uh, late summer, early fall, you know, but that, I, again, but I already knew the diagnosis and I knew that, you know, they'd found Mets in his lungs and we knew it was just a death sentence. So it was just a matter of time. So th that Christmas, I remember, was really a tough one because I was also away from family. I was in Korea um, and he, he ended up dying in February. But uh, the, the point is, it's like as I started to grow through life and started like, you know, um, I mean, and obviously those were just the first two. I mean, I've, there's so many good friends that have passed since uh, while we were serving. But yeah, it's it's like a weird thing. And we were just talking about Ch to Chaz about this offline, how it's like it's kind of OK to, to go back and forth. Like there's nothing wrong with like walking into a room with the people that you love and just having a full fucking heart because you're there with your kids and your family and your brothers and your sisters and your parents, um, even though your world is imperfect. Right. But at the same time, there's nothing wrong with spending a few moments and just letting some tears out for, for those friends, you know, that are missing a Christmas, you know, uh, another buddy, Clay Carpenter. I know he's going to be missed at his, you know, at his mom's house. And I know um, my buddy Earl Scott, who died in, you know, in Iraq, like I'm sure his parents are going to miss him at the table. And it's just it's OK to stop and have, or you know, Uncle Dan, and Mike, since you know him, mm -hmm. you know, knowing that Uncle Dan's family and all his friends are going to be like sitting there just like, shit, that's one that's another Christmas without uncle Dan, you know, like um, it's okay to have that sober moment. Um, and then just be aware that whatever you focus on, that's kind of what you magnify. So there's, so just be, you know, be, be open to that. Right. It's, 
but it, like you said, it's tricky because I know you're, most of us are trying to create a, a moment for, you know, um, our kids or, you know, our family and you, you always want it to be festive, but there's nothing wrong with like just embracing the moment of like, Hey, we are missing so-and-so and and that's okay, man. It's just, it's part of life, you know, it kicked you in the dick and you dealt with it and you're just trying to, trying to move on. And let's be honest, man. Um, you know, if I, if I suddenly passed and you guys are talking about me and Christmas, trust me, I would want you to like have fun memories like of like i remember when raf did this and i and i think most people would feel that way right like i would be i'd be yeah yeah well, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have fun memories of you like we'd be like thank <laughs> god and was he was he never gonna leave well, i thought he was gonna i was hoping for him to shut up you know i would i would be there and just be like man i really miss one of my best friends and then pause and remember you in a moment of silence and then be like, Aubrey, <laughs> <laughs> let's go dancing. <laughs> There's oh no description. God. There's no description to the to the depravity. It's a heavy. It, you need you need freaking rhinoceros skin to come on here and talk with us. <laughs> but that, no. that's really nice, Raph. Like this, that's being open to the feelings that come up and just letting the. Uh, allowing the feelings to come up like you haven't controlled the feelings the feelings have arisen the thoughts arise like pushing them down is like effortful and a lot of people do that you know like i i should be feeling this way it should be a day of happiness and i agree 100 percent with what you're saying like you can integrate those feelings and experience them and you know if you're thinking of people who aren't there and you want to shed a tear go ahead i think that's really good advice raf and then you know like it doesn't have to be something. It doesn't have to be a certain way. And coming into the, coming into these times, with a sense of trying to, you know, there's an outcome you want rather than just arrive in the day and see what happens, you know, and feel the feelings. Do your best not to be an asshole to anyone else. I mean, goddamn, you know, <laughs> there's other there's other people around you, and, and like as you were saying, like, but just take the moment, you know, and. Feel them and don't don't repress them because that repressing often if people had a, had a few drinks, I reckon that is where the arguments can occur. You know, later in the afternoon and nighttime. Rough. Yeah, and like I said earlier, like what you folk, what I've learned at least, when what I focus on is what I genuinely tend to magnify. So I'm sure I'm no different than anybody else. Um, and I've never really said this out loud, but I've done this for years. Where if I like a memory of, you know, one of my friends that have passed kind of, you know, hits me whether I'm by myself or whatever. Um, I, I take that as a sign that they're trying to talk to me. So I, in my head, I'm talking to them. Like I literally, like I'll talk to them like they're in the room, like, Hey, what's, what's up, Brian? You know? And like, I'll just, but obviously I'm having this conversation in my head and it's just a way of honoring their memory. And, and, and spiritually, I do believe that. I do believe that they might be reaching back to me and just saying, Hey man, I'm, I'm thinking about you too. Like that, I don't take that as like a, like a sad moment. Actually, I, it kind of helps me. Like it warms, like, I actually think like, that's, I'd like to believe that I still have a connection with, with friends that I genuinely fucking loved as, as brothers, you know, like that. I genuinely like, uh, yeah, just, I'd like to think that that connection is just that strong. And again, that's, I've never said this shit out loud, but I've had those thoughts for years. Cause I've had, you know, several friends that have passed. I, I love that you said about connections and things that bring up those connections and you can kind of feel them like they're brand new all over again. Right. 
<clears throat> so I'll share this little funny story because I have it sitting right in front of me. I pulled it out uh, just now and uh, it's pretty funny. So it's a good story before I get like into the, the other stuff that kind of bothers me this time of year. But uh, so when I was little, I was maybe like six or seven years old. We we're on our way to uh, my aunt's house and my aunt always hosted on my dad's side and the entire family would come. So there'd be, you know, a huge amount of, you know, people there. And I was not excited to get up and leave my toys that I got and was on my way to my aunt. So I smart mouthed my parents. Well, on the way there, um, you know, they kept telling me, hey, you keep doing that and Santa's going to bring you a piece of coal and you ain't getting nothing for Christmas. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, like he's not going to do that. I'm a good boy. You know, I was just, I was shit talking pretty good. And, uh, you know, we, we stopped at this uh, little store. My mom saw it and made my dad pull over and she runs into the store and, you know, I thought she was getting food, whatever. Anyway, long story short, that night we're all there and uh, Santa Claus shows up at the house and he's got a bag of gifts for all the other kids, you know, little, little things, you know, before Santa, this is Christmas Eve, mind you. And they call me down. They're like, Michael, Michael, come downstairs. You know, so I come down and I'm all like cock of the walk. You know, I'm like, yeah, here I go. I'm getting my present from Santa. And they hand me this little tiny red box and it's and it's wrapped. Right. My whole family sitting there and there's a picture of it. Right. And they have a picture of this, too. And uh, I unwrap it and I'm sitting on Santa's lap. And if you guys can read this right here, it says lump of lump of coal. Right. And I still have this. This is this is, uh, this is like 30 years old, right? And I still have the lump of coal that I got as a Christmas gift because I smart-mouthed my parents. And I remember my grandmother in the picture, she looked at my mom. She goes, what is wrong with you? Oh, my God. <laughs> but, but the whole family was just like silently laughing with red faces. And we have a, a like a, a Polaroid Kodak or whatever printout and my face is blood red and i couldn't believe it i stormed upstairs jumped under the bed shut the lights off i'm in there bawling my eyes out santa hates me you know and just all this stuff and then ever every year after that it's always like you're gonna get some coal and i always kept it so this is the original box and everything and uh i just remember my parents and my whole family and big family you know it, um I was thinking about it the other day and now, man, 60, 70% of those people are all gone. They all, they've all passed away. You know, they were like the pillars of your family. You know, there was always like traditional, we're going to the house, a whole family's coming, tons of food, tons of music and traditional stuff, playing games and this, whatever. And now it's like a struggle to get all the family together. Cause everybody's like, well, I don't need to meet up. You know, I see everything on social media or Facebook or, yeah, I already saw your pictures. Why do I have to drive six hours to come and, and see you guys? I see you all the time or we can FaceTime or chat. And, you know, but it's just like, man, but you're not going to be able to give me a lump of coal <laughs> and, and watch my face turn red. You're not going to be able to shatter my dreams on Christmas. You know what I mean? And have all this fun, this human, human connection. And uh, like Raph said, those, those connections are just uh, like recordings in time that sometimes you can just deep down, dive deep down and hit the play button and you can remember it all over again. You can feel it all over again and it's special. And, you know, one of those hard times that, you know, we're all kind of chatting about is, you know, after my dad died 
And I, I just, uh, I was 18 years old and my dad died of lung cancer uh, in, in late October. And I can still remember everything about that Christmas. I remember going to church on Christmas Eve and it wasn't even planned, but you know, it's kind of those times when you go to church or you go to service and you're convinced that someone slipped them the letter and they're like, ah, they're talking about me. <laughs> like you're talking about my story to all these people. Like, how could you do this? You know, but what it was is it was uh, talking about the spirit of Christmas, all these things. But then on the stage, they were having some reenactments of some things. And there was a mother and her two children, her two sons. And there was a gravestone with a wreath on it on the stage. And they were mourning the loss of their dad. And I just remember bawling my eyes out in church. Like it was like they were speaking to me about mourning and I just felt robbed. Like, why is my dad gone? How, why am, why was I selected to be standing here without my dad for the first time in my life? And uh, I didn't understand it. And I was angry. I was hurt. I was confused. I thought I was convinced that like, it was all just going to go away and he was going to come back. And I was like, man, there's my dad. And uh, I remember talking to my mother about it. And ever since then, it was, uh, well, to be honest, for about 10 years, I really didn't let it in. And uh, in 2017, I had a really bad emotional breakdown. And I and I revisited all of that. Uh, but since then, I've really asked myself the question, you know, and what we're talking about is, what did these connections mean? These nostalgia, feel, nostalgic feelings. And what am I going to do with them now? You know, I'm 35 years old. You guys are in your mid forties. You you guys have kids, you know, I'm dealing with like things with my girlfriend and, and her daughter, you know, she came over tonight and we, she helped me decorate my entire tree. We played Christmas music. Elvis Presley on a record player is actually pretty damn nice. And uh, we played some games. We we decorated these mini trees that I got for arts and crafts. She loves doing arts and crafts. And we just had a couple hours and it was just wonderful. And she was laughing and giggling and putting the, the, the tree balls on wrong or the ornaments and falling off. And, you know, we, we were just laughing about it. And I was just thinking about, man, it's my turn to make these 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 times special. You know, that it's not so much about me. It's it's about creating the environment. It's creating the space to be able to enjoy the feeling of Christmas, the, the you know, things that you're going to remember 20, 30, 40 years down the road and be like, oh, yeah, that one time, you know, I was with I was with him and we were doing the tree and we laughed so much. And then we play games all night. And, you know, that sort of thing, man. It's just uh, I mean, that's what it's about. Right. Go ahead, Melon. That's such a that was just such a nice share then, man, about your dad and you as a young you know teenager and then the thoughts about Christmas and then moving through you then as an adult and because I was just I've just been sitting here listening and really thinking to myself you know like the, the memories I've got of Christmas now when I'm thinking about them being sort of 10 years down the road ahead of you a lot of them are about like our our Christmases with my kids you know like layered those memories on top of my own childhood stuff and I was just thinking about it. It was all these memories were coming up for me while you were talking, you know, of Christmas music playing in the house and, you know, Christmas decorations going up and how excited our kids get every year 
know, even now, like we're blessed, you know, we haven't had our kids turn into go, go to the dark side and hate us as they became teenagers, you know, like they just love Christmas time, <clears throat> the Christmas tree, getting that all up and, you know, and, and he just, <laughs> and he just goes off. So it's, it's like a special extra thing on top of it. <clears throat> and we've had that privilege of being able to be the ones like you were saying, creating the memories for the next generation. And you, you're aware of it when it's happening. Like I know you would have had those thoughts in the last, you know, weeks or whatever, like you're aware that what you're doing is someone's childhood memories. Like you're putting them in <clears throat> while it's happening. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, man, I just was also listening to you talk about your coal that you've kept, you know, that, that that must mean so much to have that 60 million and 30-year-old piece of coal. <laughs> the dinosaurs that all got pressed into a, you know, a piece of fossil fuel and someone dug out of the ground and put in a box and gave to a little boy. <laughs> and it's so cool that you've got a photo of the moment, you know, and it is that's a crazy thing to do to a child, right? Like we were always told that. I don't know it was an Italian thing, but we had a lot of Italians in my neighborhood and it was all coal was going to be given to you if you're bad and you'd have black hands and everyone would know. <laughs> and so that's that story's been retold to my kids. And I can say that here because my kids aren't here, but we ordered like Christmas coal for all the all the grandchildren in the family. And it's it's actually, it's lollies. I don't know what you, uh, what do you guys call candy. So it's little bags of coal that they're going to eat and we're going to hand it out on Christmas day. So when this goes to, when this goes to air, nobody call the McFadden children and tell them that they're all going to get coal. <laughs> There's going to be a revolt in Australia. Yeah. Annie has been told about coal if she's been bad since she was really little. And I've never, I've never seen anyone who ever actually got it, you know, and I never met, the son of Satan who was so evil that he actually would be given coal. And now I realize I've been talking to him all these years, you know, these past 120 episodes. I've had that, <laughs> I've had that guy on the other side of the screen. Doesn't it make sense though that out of the three of us, Mike's the one that got the coal? Like that didn't even it's, surprise me one bit. I'm like, no, that absolutely it's the missing chance. bit of information. It's the missing piece of the piece of shit that we've got here. He is a coal child. Yeah. It all makes sense. It all well, makes sense. Well, it's going to make more sense when uh, you don't get a, you don't get a piece of coal uh, for Christmas wrap. You're going to get a flaming bag of shit on your doorstep instead, <laughs> <laughs> with one jingle bell on top of it. So when you're kicking it, it makes music. <laughs> Is that from like Billy Madison with Chris Farley or something? Well, Where he's the bus driver and he like steps on a. Or maybe no, maybe it's the guy down in the river, the van down in the river. But I know he like answers the door and starts stepping on like a flaming bag of shit. There, it's t- one of the dude. It's one of the best scenes. You're talking about Ted and not to put it out with his boots. Don't tell no, me my but, business, Devil Woman. <laughs> no, but it's a, it's a. Um, I want to say it was Billy Madison, dude, with uh, what's his name, Adam Sandler. Anyways, yeah. we digressed. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris Farley, man, one of the greats. Yeah, but you know, talking about uh, what what Mel was speaking about the the transition, right? It, it's I think you think about yourself for so long that it's like, oh, I want Christmas to be like this. I want Christmas to be like this, and then after a while, you realize that you're you're now in the position to create that environment, like we talked about, 
And what I always tell people, you know, and it's not just Christmas time or people or people that have passed on or aren't aren't in your life anymore. But if you really break down and think about why uh, things were the way they were, why people were the way they were. And, you know, there's always two kinds of people where they're just like, nope, that's not how so-and-so would have done it. Or that's not how the family does it. And that's wrong or this, that, whatever. I challenge you to stop and ask yourself, why was that person such a big influence in your life? What made them special? What made them bring that feeling when you're around them, when you walked into their house, when you were in their presence, uh, you know, whatever it is. And I always tell people, I said, hey, instead of saying what they were and how better this was or whatever, why don't you be it? Right. Stop and be who or what you love. And really break that down and look at it and then give it to someone else. If you enjoyed it so much and it was the right way and it was special and all this stuff, then you become it or something better and share it so other people can feel it. So other people can understand, you know, I mean, again, man, like this, this night I just had, you know, I'm 35 years old and my job is big boy job, you know, whatever you want to call it. And like, I was sitting on my knees doing with Christmas music playing, uh, doing arts and crafts, creating a Christmas tree with little ornaments and a and a, a red wire star at the top and acting like I was six years old again because I was with a six-year-old, you, you know, and there was nothing else more important in, in my life at the time. And I just wanted her to feel that. And we got up and danced. She's she's like, play the Grinch, play the Grinch. So I played the Grinch and I was pretending I was the Grinch and saying it in the, in the voice and acting it out like he does in the movie, you know, and we were just laughing in the living room and just having fun. And the all the lights were on. I got Christmas lights all in my kitchen, my living room, the tree. Um, it smells like it in here. You know, I have these little scents and it smells like Christmas and like the whole environment. I wanted it to be like I remembered it. And, you know, I wanted to be what I loved. It can't be replicated 100% because of the people aren't there, but the spirit of it definitely was there. And I know she felt it. And honestly, I haven't gotten that many hugs in the span of a couple hours and then a long time in my life, <laughs> you know, and it was all worth it. So she wants to come back tomorrow and do it again. But <laughs> Raph's been saying recently, Mike, you know, love is a verb, love is an action word. And when you, when you're able to be in the moment and just like, I really like what you just said then, you know, like be, be is a, is also an action. Like be the essence or the feeling of the best of your memories and then manifest them, you know, like it takes a bit of effort and you got to be in action, you know, and these, we can do that in a lot of areas, you know, like all of us will have these memories, happy and sad, good and bad, you know, we've all got light and dark inside us mm-hmm. and what, what part of that you manifest is your action, you know, and you don't have to react to a bad memory. We can be a, a transition generation where we take the good memories and the good, the best parts. And, you know, we unpack and do the work ourselves to leave the bad part behind as much as we can and try and, you know, make things a little bit better for the ones coming after us. I really like the bit that you said about the smell, you know, like the smell of the pine, like Christmas tree in the house or the, special stuff that you just cook on Christmas day, you know, like those, 
the smells, like I was just thinking the music, the decorations, the smells, it's all a part of that background. And those memories are strong, right? Like smell memories are like super strong. Oh yeah. You see all these people posting. It's like, you know, it's just some random picture and it's like, I bet you can smell this picture and you're like, oh yeah. Yeah, I definitely can. You know, it, like it, it could be something stupid, but it takes you right back to a moment in time where that smell takes you. To, to be honest with you, a crazy morbid one of me, but it's usually a happy feeling, some type of thing, is I will smell like a wildflower and it smells like a funeral. And I immediately go back to thinking of like a funeral that I was at. But then I, I immediately, because it smells so good, uh, it I think of happy memories. You know, like that's an example. It doesn't have to be Christmas, but Christmas is full of them. So, yeah, man, it's just like get rid of the white noise and focus on the little things that you'll always remember. And I and it's probably pretty fun to do if you sit down and make a list of like every little weird thing like, oh, yeah, the smell of my grandmother's apple pie that she makes every year or, you know, the smell of my grandfather's cologne that smells like an old, you know, leather let leather truck seat or something like that you know what i mean like yeah 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 yeah. but my sister when she was when she was little she wouldn't she loved all the wrapping paper being on the floor and so she was like seven years younger than the three gorillas and the the brothers and so we sort of christmas went on for a lot longer than like we were teenagers and everything but it was still christmas because it was a little person in the house and the wrapping paper was all torn and it had to be left and you know you had to stay there all day and my sister she she still does that on Christmas Day, it's really nice, you know. I just had the, the thought just then when you're like that specific memory, like my mum does a gigantic like traditional Christmas pudding every year and she cooks that thing in like October. And then on Christmas Day, this she's got this one pot. It's only used every year for the Christmas pudding, this big like ceramic bowl. And that's got like a string and muslin and foil and everything. And you know that thing's been cooked like for, she cooked it, you know, really in the Christmas mode a long time ago and it's in the pot of water and there's a special saucer, one saucer that's at the bottom of the big cauldron and it rattles as the water's boiling around the pudding and that thing's going all day. It's like a couple of hours and the smell. <laughs> My mum's, let's just, let's just say that it's not brandy flavoured custard and it's not brandy flavoured. There's like a lot of real stuff has got into the into Nana McFadden's uh christmas desserts you know and that's that stuff it's like a neutron star like this bowl it weighs like a thousand pounds you know you get a slice of this stuff and it's like uranium and you just it takes everybody out once you've had a slice of that and the brandy custard it's like lights out across the <laughs> people will be in couches asleep <laughs> uh, planning it sounds like man that stuff they should be sending that to troops in the front line that's uh, that's like energy dense food <laughs> what what is it about uh i mean is is christmas that's got to be like the most important day on earth right because i feel like it's it's such a unique day in that it either brings out the best or the worst in us like it, i mean there's so much that goes into preparing for christmas and it's like it's it also kind of defines like a big part of the year you know like when you think of the fall or you think of winter you're like all that shit leads into December, December 25th. Like, it's just, it's, it's, I, th- I just find it fascinating that it's such an important event across the globe. It's not just an American tradition or Australian tradition, but it's so impactful, you know, like we, um, 
like it accents our life. I mean, we're talking about these moments like it, like we're reliving them, like you know, like it just happened yesterday. Yeah, it's just something about that day. It's just such an. It's like I would say I would dare to say it's probably one of the most important, if not the most important, date on Earth. And it's it's tied to like it's tied to the end of the year and the start of the year as well, but it's separate. It's just before it, and then you have yeah, like that yeah. little period between Christmas and New Year's. There's a lot of thinking about the year that's gone. There's a lot of anticipation of the year that's coming ahead. You know, it's it's really it, it's better than if it was on New Year's Eve. You know, because then you're like you can separate out a bit of. You know, it's also like family for Christmas and then maybe friends and partying for New Year's Eve is a little bit, it's all that sort of tied together and it's mad. You know, everyone's going mad. In Australia, it's like the long summer vacation. Like it's called the Christmas holidays in Australia. We don't say, we don't say summer vacation. It's like Christmas holidays. You know, your school finishes, your school year's done. You got like six or eight weeks or whatever of beaches and riding your bike around with your mates. That's all tied into the memories as well, Raf. Yeah, that, that, I, that's interesting because I think I've always we we had Christmas break, but I think when I really think about it, especially in the northern hemisphere, you know, towards the end of the month of December, especially December 25th, that's almost like a turning point. Like, you know, that the days are actually going to start to get warmer, you know, like it's been getting gradually colder and it's been getting gradually darker. But you're, you're kind of like a middle point, that inflection point where you're going to start coming back back out of the, the winter uh you know, just the winter period or whatever. So I, I don't know. This just I just I've always found it fascinating that Christmas is such an important day. I mean, we, yeah, it either makes the best of us or or, or the worst of us. You know, either it makes amazing memories or you're depressed over things that you're missing. Or, um, yeah, Mike, I, I look at it for what it really is. You know, and it's not about just uh, gifts and all that stuff. I mean, it's all good stuff, family time and, and everything, but. Christmas is the birth of Christ. That's it. That's the whole basis of it is Jesus was, was born on this day and what Jesus, uh, you know, what he represented, you know, who he was and, and what he was doing. And one of my favorite parts of it is just recognizing it for what it is. And then I love the attempt because we're, we're, as human beings, we'll never be perfect. But I love the attempt at what people do this time of year. And and it kind of seems like it, it's getting like smaller, like in a smaller window that it happens. But I love to see people stop and are grateful for things, are kinder, are nicer to other people, do things for other people, charity work. They volunteer, you know, whether it's at a food shelter or they're doing toys for tots or something in collecting for people that aren't able to have the type of Christmas that they want, uh, or just be there for people who are lonely, you know, and it's just this attempt and this feeling and this aura that, that surrounds Christmas in the true meaning of it, the birth of Christ. And it's just, uh, it's very special. And I, I really try not to forget that. Um, I, I always try to go to, to, uh, Christmas Eve mass, to, to to honor and remember and that's a special moment too and like i talked about the night with uh first year without my dad was at christmas eve mass and even as bad as that was i still remember my relationship with god and with jesus and that i trusted him knowing that all of this was part of the plan and that i was going to be okay 
and remembering the reason for Christmas helped me get through that and the whole meaning of it. Right. And then everything that follows after the, you know, Easter, you know, we, we think that we've lost. And then what's Easter remind us of? Well, it reminds us of, of rebirth out of darkness, you know, and uh, Christmas is a big part of that in my life as well. And in, in my relationship with, with God and, and, and Jesus and how I, how I carry myself, what things I reflect on what, what they truly want for us as humans and the work that we need to put in as well. So I, I think it's very important. We don't forget that as well. Yeah. My brother's fond of saying, put the cross back in Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we uh, yeah, and you just talking about that, there's all these other memories of going like with the little kids and, you know, there's some kids in there in their pajamas and dressing gowns and it's like a seven o'clock Christmas Eve early mass for the, with like acting out the scenes and the nativity and Christmas carols and stuff in the church. They're like memories I'm just having now. Mm-hmm. And then recent memories of us, like last year, we'll, it was just too far to get back to Australia. So we went, we're in, uh, we're in Spain or in Europe for Christmas and it was a whole different thing again you know there was like you could hear the pipe organs playing in all these churches around barcelona they're really close like there's heaps of them like you go for a walk and it's like <laughs> annie just wants to be in there for the music you know we were like in a, in a church and then the service was in spanish which would have been would have been handy if i had you with me Ralph. but um the mcfadden's just listen we just attend we just sat in a church service it was in spanish and the cathedral is just pumping the friggin' that gigantic uh, organ playing, you know, the pipe organ. And just like that's another beautiful, totally different memory again that you're just bringing up there with that. Like what, what are we doing here? We're memorialising someone who represents an archetype of the best kind of person, the best kind of human. And you've just touched on some really good elements to add that gratitude and charity work and kindness and uh, that other focus you talked about, about transitioning from thinking about yourself, you know, like wanting to have a great day for yourself into like, and I think the great days and the be- most beautiful memories are the ones you think back later when you really were focused on other people. Yeah. Like you there, Mike, talking about doing the Christmas tree with a little person. Like that is going to be a much better memory than like opening a gift for yourself. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, the, the relationships are everything. When we talk about that all year, not just Christmas time, but, you know, you could have all the money in the world, have the nicest car, have the nicest house. But if all that's empty and you can't share things with people and make make happy memories and memorable times and spaces, it's not going to mean that much to you. That car is just going to be a, an anchor sitting in your garage you know, or the, or the large bank account that you have nobody to share it with or see the effect of other people's life to bring them in and, and, and share (laughs) true happiness with, you know, and kind of reach for that heaven on earth moment. That's the goal, right? And I think around Christmas time, man, if you, if you don't feel that, then I, I highly encourage you to, to get out and, connect with somebody that maybe doesn't see Christmas the same way or that's struggling and share that with them, share something with them, share a good memory, share a meal, share uh, just some, some good stories, you know, or, or just uh, share a couple hours together and take a walk, 
you know, and, and just uh, let them know that, man, this this isn't what it's supposed to be. The the loud noise of the world and society. Christmas is supposed to stop us and remind us what we were created for and, and what our purpose in life is. And that's good, healthy relationships with with the human, you know, the human race and, and for us to be better, man, and just turn off the evil for a bit, block it out and just try to live in peace for a little bit. You know, I mean, that's that, that's what he wants. And uh, we're all capable of it. It's just a choice. So. Yeah. And I would say uh, public service announcement, especially if, um, if you've got teenagers in the house, take their effing phones away from them and have them be part of the family, you know, because I know uh, the, the struggle today and it's very it's very real is a lot of these younger kids are just so obsessed that it, you know, it doesn't. Christmas might as well be another day because they're still, you know, fucking screen sucking and texting or whatever they're tweeting or whatever they're doing. Um, but the point is, like, you know, as a parent, grow some balls and take those devices away from them, whether it's an iPad or a phone and just have them like, you know, just w- w- just welcome them back to reality and be like, hey, <laughs> while, while we're here with family, put that put that shit away, you know. Such a good point, Raph, you know, the digital connection it's it's addictive and it's it's uh it's a thing it's a psychological need human have and it's you know scratching an itch to try and connect with people digitally meanwhile you're in the middle of a crowded family room with people who love you you know that's that's a beautiful point i feel like there's there's been some really good stuff here guys we've talked about christmas we've talked about our best memories and some of the and the memories sometimes are not always positive, right? Like we've got, we've touched on that people are not there that we miss. We those big times like the first Christmas without <clears throat> ex who's now passed. Those memories are really strong too. So it's a mix of happy and sad, missing people, uh, little details, smells and sounds and 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 actions that you associate with Christmas and your own memories. Why are these memories are important? Mike touched on gratitude charity work kindness this time of year that we can be in the positivity and the you know don't don't forget what the reason of the the whole thing while we're doing this stuff and then how they affect you now so these three questions of what your memories are why they're important and how they affect you now it's good to reflect at this time of year um anyone else got any final points for the christmas 2022 episode you got anything to drop here that hasn't been said Raph or Mike? HB for beauty. Raph, if you got something, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I really do wish everybody a, a happy holidays um, leading into the new year. And I hope everybody's safe and, and uh, you know, rekindle those relationships that uh, you might've let kind of die off uh, earlier than year, make, make an effort. Um, I know I've certainly made an effort and it's, and it's, it's paid back fucking dividends like massive massive dividends um so that's the tradition i'm going to keep going um and i talked about this on the show actually previously just how i've made an effort every day to like uh leave somebody a voice message or a written message and just saying hey you know thinking about you this is how you impacted my life blah 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 so the point is um i just hope you know it's um it's a special time for whatever reason you know this this time of the year is just extremely impactful in our lives so you know, try to make some great memories. 
Great. And how about you, Mike? You uh, anything you wanted to leave the listeners with? Oh, I, I agree wholeheartedly with Raf. And what I'll say is, I, I just truly hope that everybody out there, you get the Christmas that you dream of this year. And I hope it all works out, and everything that you're hoping for just kind of comes on a silver platter and brings the best smile and, and feelings to your face. And uh, I, I truly hope so. Uh, but also, even if it doesn't, that's okay too. And remember that all good things and all bad things, challenging things, as long as you're around to still see them and you're around on Christmas, you're already way ahead of the game because some people aren't going to be here for Christmas. And you have another opportunity getting ready for another new year to restart, to take the extra 10 minutes to spend with your kids to get uncomfortable and do something uh, and be the, the man, woman, child, whoever you want to be. Uh, it's all a gift. And I just hope it all goes the best way, but I hope you all walk away with great memories, with great lessons uh, and think about the future and take snippets of every day and think about how you can make them better and share them. That's great, man. That's it's such a good point that if if the day does not go, you don't have the perfect day, then the sun will rise, you know, get on with it. There'll be another day. See if you can't approach that day with that same gratitude and open mind, you know, and being willing to create a positive environment for the people around you. And again, awesome. Well, just again, it's right on the end of the year and we've been pushing some end of year goals for the podcast. And we we really appreciate you guys spending the time you do with us. You, you, your time is precious and we really appreciate you stopping in and joining the conversation with us. We are pushing for these five-star reviews, some uh, uh, you know five-star ratings, written reviews, and send in any questions you have for us as well. And we'll, we'll work them in where we can into future episodes. But um, yeah, when you're done here, please help us get over the line for these end of year uh, reviews and stuff. It helps to the algorithm. It pushes the podcast back to the top of the heap. And, uh, you know, we just hope that the benefit you're getting can spread out wider into the community. You never know where the ripples will end. So Merry Christmas. Enjoy yourselves. Stay safe. Don't do anything that Raph wouldn't do. And uh, we'll see you guys for the New Year's episode. Take care.